The primary process should be over, but Nikki just keeps holding on. The old platform versus the new platform on immigration from the Democrats is absolutely amazing. And Laura Logan, formerly of 60 Minutes, testifies in Congress about how dangerous and even deadly NGOs are around the world. All today, Eric's America. Now freedom needs each American to dedicate himself to its preservation. We must not allow our liberties to be endangered by neglect of our duties as citizens. Learn the facts about all candidates and issues. Then vote for the one you believe in. Guard your American heritage of freedom. It needs you. Hello and welcome back. I'm glad that uh, you are here and checking out the podcast. Got a lot to talk about today for sure. Um, you know, maybe not all the uh, same old, same old. Some new things, some different things to talk about today. Anyway, before I get started, I want to re- remind everybody to like, subscribe, rate, review, do all the things that do all the things. It makes a huge difference. It just so more people can check out the podcast, and it is much appreciated. Boy, do we, um, we had some more primaries this past week, and um, as in no surprise to anyone ever, um, Trump won handily in all of them, and there really isn't any path that you could see at all to where Nikki Haley could get any real significant push from any state. And uh, to that effect, uh, the infamous uh, Koch brothers uh, have now, or at least uh, the main uh, money format that they use to support uh, candidates, and they were huge backers of Nikki, Uh, apparently they have now pulled out saying that, yeah, they don't see any reason for this to keep going. But uh, apparently Nikki hasn't uh, realized this. She is still out there pushing um, how she wants to stay in the race. I'm not really sure. This is very odd. There, there are huge numbers of voters in our Republican primaries mm-hmm. who are saying they want an alternative. Yeah. <laughs> you, I said though. earlier Just this week That's that no matter you. what happens in South Carolina, I would continue to run for president. Well, that's stupid. <laughs> I'm a woman of my word. I mean, I don't know who all these people she's talking about are. I mean, she's losing by 40 points in these races. I mean, I could understand if it was neck and neck and, you know, they're going to have to, you know, have some kind of a runoff or, you know, there's some like close race. There's, There's not even a close race. Not even a close anything. I mean, she's just getting trounced by 40 points. I mean, it's it's really, really bad. And admittedly, we've already went through the clips. We've already went through all of it. Most of these people are literally Democrats in these states going, hey, I'm going to vote for Nikki because it's a vote against Trump and maybe I can uh, defeat Trump somehow. It's not going to happen. No one cares, uh, you know, no one cares what you think at this point. Like, they just, ugh. I don't get it. I don't get it. But um, this was interesting. Uh, After the race, uh, Trump uh, had a special guest. This is hilarious. Special guest uh, come out after some of these races, a recent rally. Uh, Special guest. The Argentina, who's gotten a lot of publicity. (laughs) He's gotten a lot. He's a great gentleman. You know, he's MAGA. He's MAGA. Make Argentina great again. It's true. No, and he said, I am MAGA. And then I realized he's one of the few can really do it well. Make Argentina great again. Javier Millet. Thank you very much, Javier. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's a great honor to have him with us. Senator J.D. Vance. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Javier Millet uh, showed up. Which is hilarious. I mean, he didn't bring his um, chainsaw, which is 
one of his shticks. That's one of his uh, things. You know, he likes to throw around the chainsaw, which is fine. I mean, it's hilarious. And, uh, I mean, you know, guy's got a lot of good points. Um, and I hope he does. I hope he does really turn things around. These countries used to be uh, good countries that were solid. And they have just been through either socialism or through, um, you know, this kind of woke revolution kind of uh, – uh, that it's spread around the world. It's killing South Africa right now. It's killed other countries like Argentina and uh, Venezuela. I mean, you know, these places used to be fairly wealthy and fairly, um, you know, stable. And now they are complete shells of their former selves because of this. And they're trying to do it here. So, I mean, it's it's very important. And it's good to see somebody like Millet win. And uh, I hope he has as much success as... Um, um, as you know, he should, it's, it's really interesting. We'll keep an eye on that. Oh goodness. So many things to go on. Um, but no, the, um, the race is over. It should be down to a two person race at this point. And I know people are still like, well, Bobby Kennedy's still in it. Well, and there are people out there who support, you know, Robert Kennedy Jr. Or the third or, or However many, I mean, we should have been done with the Kennedy legacy a long time ago. I know people still hold, um, hold on to that like a, like a sacred cow or something. I mean, it's, it's really not, uh, JFK is very, um, overrated on a lot of things. Uh, it's always looked at, um, through a very rosy lens. I mean, uh, he wasn't even in uh, the presidency long enough to make that big of a difference, really. Um, but, you know, the ideas that he espoused supposedly live on, and that's fine. That's fine. It's just, uh, you know, that whole, uh, you know, Kennedy machine kind of thing gets thrown around. And so, you know, you got Bobby out here that's Bobby Jr., right? Uh, that's trying to uh, go for the presidency. And there are people who are like, oh, well, you know, uh, yeah, he's got some pretty good ideas about, you know, vaccines or whatever. But end of the day, the guy's still a complete nut job when it comes to climate. Uh, he's fully on board with the climate cult. Um, I mean, so much to the point that he said that uh, certain people should be, you know, basically put to death as treasonous, uh, you know, treason because they didn't believe in the climate cult um at one point and then um you know he's also a, a very huge supporter of baby killing so he's uh all about the uh you know the baby murder so i you know it's it's not the guy who a lot of these kind of conservatives and if you look at the polls and you look at all of it he doesn't hurt trump at all he just hurts biden and so I worry. I worry about what will happen there. Um, they still haven't given him Secret Service protection. I know a lot of people are up in arms about that. But, you know, uh, there's a huge difference between what happened before and happened now uh, with his family. Before, they had the clout. They had the power. They had everything to push somebody into the presidency. That doesn't exist anymore, okay? We're in a new era, a new, whole new set of... Uh, families and money and power exist outside of that. So um, I don't think there's really a huge uh, push for anybody to uh, off, you know, RFK be uh, Jr. because of what happened to his family. But anyway, we've got uh, Trump derangement syndrome is still very prevalent and very toxic. And it, it has infected people. I just don't understand it. You know, uh, the first one I'm going to play, uh, Bob Costas. Didn't he used to be a sportscaster? Like, I remember him being a sportscaster. And everybody thought he was great as a sportscaster. Why didn't he stay that? Like, what, what, why? And then even when you do go to politics, you got to go completely off the deep end. And into this, here's Bob Costas demonstrating for everyone his full-blown case of TDS. Quoted from, you come at this from a position of not wanting to see Trump get elected. You should state that at the outset. True? Yes, absolutely. 
He is by far the most disgraceful figure in modern presidential history. He's only become more disgraceful since 2016 and since 2020. He is a bubbling cauldron of loathsome traits, and it's only those who are actually suffering from Trump derangement syndrome, which is the way they and Fox News and all the rest of MAGA media try to brush aside all the legitimate criticisms of Trump. You have to be in the throes of some sort of toxic delusion in a toxic cult to believe that mm. Donald Trump has ever been in any sense emotionally, psychologically, intellectually, or ethically fit to be president of the United States. But his supporters are locked in on that. There is no cult okay. of Joe Biden. Even, just let me finish this right. thought, Michael, even That's if great. he had not <laughs> run explicitly mm -hmm. with the pledge that he would be a one-term president, even uh -huh. if halfway through this term he had said, look, I've done my job. I have some policy successes. I'll continue to do my job. And now the Democrats can get, as I said before, some people up in the bullpen and sort through it. He had a chance to be seen as a statesman and a patriot. Now his legacy is likely to be that of a man whose hubris prevented him from seizing the moment in an appropriate way. And at best, he can squeak by Trump. That's at best. Or he could lose to Trump and subject the nation to four more years of this kind of ongoing insanity, or if he squeaks by, it's very likely that he cannot complete his second term. He'd be mm -hmm. 86 at the end of it. Okay, so that is what full-blown uh, TDS sounds like. I mean, these people, the reason they're doing the things they are doing, the outrageous uh, shit in New York, the outrageous stuff in Washington, D.C., the absolutely insanity that is going on in Atlanta, Georgia. All these things are because, and they know that they are illegal. They know they have no standing. They know they shouldn't be doing it, but that doesn't matter. They've literally convinced their constituents that Donald Trump is Hitler. That, that's what they have literally gotten people to think. And so in that circumstance, they feel that anything and everything is fine. You break the law a little, it's fine. I'm stopping Hitler, so it's okay. It's okay to step outside the line when I'm dealing with a threat that's inhuman. A non-human evil bastard who wants to uh, you know, commit genocide. Well, I have no problem treating that person horrible. And that may be true if it were true. But it's all insanity. And just like him, just spewing, you know, they always make all these um, all these uh, bold statements, but back it up with nothing. You know, I can say somebody's the worst person on earth. Most people be like, well, why? Why do you think they are that? What, what did they do to make you think that way? But that's never questioned. It's just all agreed upon. Like, oh, yep, mm -hmm, yep, yep, um, definitely Hitler, definitely Hitler. I want to talk to you about something that will really blow your mind. You want to talk about immigration. You want to talk about dropping bombs. You want to talk about wars. It's fine. Let's go back to the least scrutinized and the least looked at administration in American history that I know of. And that would be Barack Obama. No one has looked into it. Nobody's checked into it. Nobody cared then. Apparently nobody cares now. And so you might want to think that, well, Obama was the same way when it came to immigration or the same way when it came to uh, all these things. And that would be completely untrue. Obama uh, at one point was nicknamed the deporter-in-chief because he deported a three million, three million illegal immigrants. Not Trump. Obama. Obama dropped more bombs daily, you know, as a weekly count than any a modern president. He was warmongering. He deported people. He did all the things that they swore up and down that Trump was going to put on steroids. It's insane. It's crazy as hell. But nobody questions it. Nobody cares. Uh, you know who did bring this up? Um, uh, Christopher Hitchens brought this up. Uh, several years ago on uh, Bill Maher show and Bill Maher was all just all upset and everything and you know 
it's uh it was uh pretty good i mean christopher hitchens just didn't care didn't care at all but there's more more than just uh people like bob costas who i swear to god used to be a pretty good sportscaster should have stuck to it now is just going to make crazy woke uh political videos and god only knows what hit him in the head i mean Maybe he got hit in the head with a fastball at a baseball game or something and broke his brain. I'm not sure. But uh, here's a couple clips of Romney. Yeah, even people in, in the supposed, I mean, supposed Republicans in the uh, supposed uh, Republican uh, majority of uh, the House and then, of course, the so-called uh, Republicans in the Senate. And I say that because you have the turtle and uh, Lindsey Graham and people like this. Uh, Romney, who um, claim to be Republicans, they are far from it. This just reminds us how bad he is and, and how bad he has TDS. The vote we will soon take to provide military have, weapons for Ukraine mm -hmm. is the most important vote we will ever take as United States senators. Oh, what? We're not being asked what? to send American troops what, are into war. Are you kidding me? We are asked to help the Ukrainians defend themselves. If we fail to help Ukraine, mm. Putin will invade a NATO nation. He may delay okay. his next invasion until he rebuilds his decimated military. Mm. But we must be clear-eyed. Ukraine is not the end. It is a step. You if we fail that. to help Ukraine, so China like a will neocon, baby. Taiwan. Wow. There we go. Wow. If we fail to help Ukraine, Domino we theory. will abandon our word and our commitment. Ah. Providing to our friends mm -hmm. a view that America is, cannot be trusted. Be tr okay. The mm -hmm. Chinese Communist Party is already spreading pop propaganda using our delay as a warning to Taiwan that the United States will not be there to help uh -huh. in the face of China's threat. Okay. Man. If we fail to help Ukraine, um, NATO, the alliance that's prevented great power conflict for over 75 years, yeah. will okay. falter and eventually disintegrate. Yeah, so uh, there he's, uh, I mean, he just reminds us what a piece of shit he is. Uh, it's all about war. Got to get uh, money because they'll invade a NATO country. They're not invading a NATO country, okay? They're not going to do that because they don't want to be wiped off the map. And mainly because NATO isn't, uh, you know, I know it says, oh, well, that's the North American uh, or North, North American, NATO, Northern Atlantic Treaty. See, that's terrible. But anyway, um, we're, we're footing three-fourths of the bill and three-fourths of the defense. So, yeah, you would just be getting into a hot war with the U.S., which Russia wants no part of. Neither does China, by the way. Uh, neither one of those want any of that. And there's a reason they didn't do anything under Trump, and it was because they were scared to death because they bought into the hype. In fact, a lot of the Democrat media actually helps Trump out quite a bit because they you know, they portray him as this just crazed person that could do anything at any time. And it's actually worked in his favor because he could go to places like China and talk to Xi Jinping and say, hey, listen, you know, if you do this and this, I'll level Beijing. And, you know, they have no idea if he's serious or not. They just have to think he is. And so that's, that's you know, that's helped him out. But this insanity uh, that goes on, and then Romney uh, really shows his TDS here right now. Would you vote for Donald Trump over Joe Biden? No, 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 absolutely not. I mean, for me, there, there are two <laughs> factors in deciding who I want to have as the leader of my country mm -hmm. and, and the person who is the example of the president for my kids and my grandkids. <laughs> One is their position on policies. Mm -hmm. And on foreign policy, I'm, I'm not aligned with, with Donald Trump, at least as I understand his policy. On domestic mm -hmm. policy, yeah, I align with many of his domestic policies. Do you? But there's another dimension besides oh, policy. Oh, tell us. Tell and us. what is that? And that's character. Oh, and I think what America is as a nation, mm -hmm. what has allowed us to be the most powerful nation on earth and the leader of the earth. Mm. is the character of the people who have been our leaders, so past Biden. presidents, so but Biden. also mothers, fathers, church leaders, university presidents, and so forth. Having a president yeah. who is so uh, defaulted of character uh, would have an enormous impact on the character of America. And for me, that's the, the primary consideration. Okay, so if that was the primary consideration, I guess I'll go with the guy who, um, I don't know, hasn't taken bribe money from... Uh, 
half the foreign countries um hasn't uh his kids not literally just like putting blackmail material out every day that the the man has access to a computer or a smartphone he is literally just giving away blackmail material constantly um making deals with china and all that i mean it's insane it's insane all the really really shitty uh qualities about joe biden and you have this dickhead who's supposedly a republican talking about how evil trump is the trump derangement syndrome is real it is real and it it just apparently it just takes over speaking of taking over we have to talk about Oh, the uh, old position and new position. Now, this is really crazy. What uh, the Democrats used to believe and what they believe now when it comes to immigration. Now, I'm just going to use uh, Clinton for back in, you know, 93, 94, early mid-90s kind of situation where things were then versus now. And it is um, not only a 360-degree flip, it is just absolutely a complete mirror it's a mirror opposite of what is going on now and it i, I want to say that it's insane but i mean i've seen so many of these things that i guess it doesn't surprise me as much anymore as it should but it is surprising to hear because it, you just you hear the new talking points all the time all the time always hearing them and it's it's insane that it wasn't that long, wasn't that long ago, was not that long ago, the old Democrat position on illegal immigration. And this was huge. This wasn't just like, it wasn't just Clinton. It was Schumer. It was Pelosi, all these people. All Americans, not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. Wait, did you say rightly the disturbed? They hold might otherwise wow. be held by citizens or legal immigrants. Mm -hmm. The public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. Whoa. That's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more huh. by hiring a record number of new border guards, by deporting twice as many criminal aliens as ever before, uh -huh. by cracking down on illegal hiring, Okay. By barring welfare benefits to illegal aliens. Hmm. In the budget I will present to you, we will try to do more to speed the deportation of illegal aliens who are arrested for crimes, to better identify illegal aliens in the workplace as recommended by the commission headed by former Congresswoman Barbara Jordan. Hmm. We are a nation of immigrants, yeah. but we are also a nation of laws. Whoa. It huh. is wrong and ultimately <laughs> self-defeating for a nation of immigrants to permit uh -huh. the kind of abuse of our immigration laws we have seen in recent years, and we must do more to stop it. Yeah! Wow, isn't that crazy? That's, that's not that long ago. That's not that long ago, and that was the major Democrat talking point about illegal immigration, and Biden was on board with it, all the rest of them. It's unreal. It's unreal where we've started and where we are now. Uh, it's, well, this is where we are now. Let's listen to a couple places of where we are now. Number one, we're going to have the, the Dems like try to really, uh, push trying to really sell mass migration dealing um, with violent crime. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a sense of outrage, of sadness and of loss. Lake and Riley. But I think the important thing to focus on is any one instance shouldn't shape our overall immigration policy. <laughs> Oh, shouldn't shape it. Okay. Uh, you know, illegal immigrants coming here and killing people. Um, that shouldn't bother me. And before anybody says it like, well, there's American citizens who kill people. Yes. We don't need to, you know, invite more in. All right. We don't need to have more of it. We have our own problems. We don't need to, uh, need to add more to it, but, um, there's more. Here's a news report of what happens, why you should show up to the airport, you know, a little earlier than you used to. I know they used to say, man, you know, you need to get there an hour beforehand, maybe two hours beforehand, so you can go through all the security checks, make sure you get boarded. Now, I guess you just have to camp out and hope that they just don't bump you because this is happening now. 
airline passengers are advised to check in with your airline's mobile app as soon as possible, up to 24 hours in advance, and arrive at the airport yeah. with at least two hours before your plane takes off. That's because asylum seekers illegally released by the Department of Homeland Security are this waiting on the standby for no. seats. And if you aren't at the boarding gate when uh. agents start to fill empty seats, you could be bumped. That's what happened to Joel Cavazos. He bought tickets to L.A. from McAllen. He says he had trouble checking in on the American Airlines app and even arrived at the airport an hour before his flight. Cavazos says he checked in here with TSA, but by the time he got through the checkpoint, the boarding agent told him he had been bumped from the flight. No, they weren't polite at all. I mean, the, the initial response was, you missed your flight, we gave your ticket to someone else. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and that uh, someone else was uh, an illegal immigrant that you paid for their travel. They didn't pay for it. You did to fly them to wherever. It's unreal. It's unreal. And then um, this ties into uh, it's kind of a two-parter. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about this yet. If you haven't, um, Dr. Phil uh, is starting his own network, and of course it's going to be anchored by his show that he's been doing for a long time. And if you don't know, um, Dr. Phil is more of a uh, right-leaning, uh, more conservative guy, and that's what he's making a news agent agency about. And if you thought he was uh, one of the crazed liberals, um, he's definitely not, and he went on a show that I absolutely can't stand. He went on the uh, the Coven um, the view and uh, got into it and really pissed these people off. And I know they're torn. Okay. I know they're torn because they're on daytime TV. He was a daytime TV star and they, you can tell they hate everything he's saying at the same time. They don't want to attack him personally because they know him. It's their friend. It's the guy that they've called in for all this craziness for all these years. So it is a little different. Uh, the first part is not about immigration, but the second half is, and it's very interesting. But let's get into this clip. He pisses off the view. Like 08, 09, smartphones came on mm -hmm. and and kids started, they stopped living their lives and started watching people live their lives. Mm. And so we saw the biggest spike and the highest levels of depression, anxiety, loneliness, and suicidality since records have ever been kept. Mm. And it's just continued on and on and on. And then COVID hits 10 years later, and the same agencies that knew that are the agencies that shut down the schools for two years. Who does that? Who mm. takes away the support system for these children? Mm. Who takes them away and shuts it down? And by the way, mm. when they shut it down, they stopped the mandated reporters from being able to see children that were being abused and sexually molested and in fact sent them home and abandoned them to their abusers with mm. no way to watch and referrals dropped 50 to 60 percent so there was also a yeah. pandemic yeah, going was, on they were trying to save they were trying to save well. kids well, lives yeah, yeah, remember yeah, we yeah, know yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. folks who died a lot of folks during this so it wasn't people weren't laying around eating children. bond but well right. you know what we're right. lucky maybe we're lucky they didn't oh, oh. because we kept them out of the the oh my god the places that they could get, be sick because no one wanted to believe we had an issue are you saying no school children died of covid I'm saying Very it was few. the safest group. Right. They were the less vulnerable group, and they suffered and will suffer more from the mismanagement of COVID than they will from the exposure to COVID. And that's not an opinion. That's a fact. Okay. So there, I mean, that's just the first part. Okay. That's the part that um, he really pissed them off talking about, um, you know, COVID lockdowns and how schools were locked down and it was ridiculous and it really hurt the kids. And of course they're like, uh, they realize that, you know, he's going to do a more conservative thing and he's coming out with his own opinionated kind of stuff. And so of course, you know, Whoopi has to jump in and try to make a point because, you know, she's so smart. Um, you know, if you read anything about this at all, if you read anything about COVID from the very beginning, it said that kids were the very least vulnerable, that honestly, the, the amount of kids that buy, uh, died from COVID, especially in the U.S., last I saw on the CDC uh, numbers, 
it said it was statistically zero, which means it's not physically zero, but it averages out to zero. Okay. It averages out to right around zero percent. And so were there a few? Yeah, there were a few, but I'm sure the few they were, were very, very sick kids, probably kids with, uh, you know, some sort of terminal or other illness. And that is sad, but at the same time, that doesn't, not a representation of everybody. And of course the coven couldn't stand the fact that he's pointing out that, Hey, listen, we're giving kids smartphones. That's a problem. You know, we locked them down for two years and put them two years behind. That's a huge problem. Uh, but that's uh, not the next. The next he's going to talk about the illegal immigration and what happens with it. And again, they're just questioning, questioning, questioning because they're programmed that way. They are robots. They're automatons. That's the problem is it's I oppose you because of, you know, what's what letter is behind your name or what you other ideas you support. I'm against you. It's not about listening to the point and saying, hey, you know what? You got a pretty good, pretty good point about that. I don't agree with you on this, but I agree with you on that. We don't do that anymore. Here is the rest of them. And they start uh, talking about human trafficking. And this is all to do with the border. To the head of all the border guards down there, the, the head of the union, I ask him straight up, kids are coming over the border with numbers written on them, phone numbers and addresses. Do we check those out? He said, well, we call them. Is it possible that we're sending them into known prostitution rings or sweatshops? He said, it's not possible. It is absolute. We are using American tax dollars to ship children into known prostitution All and sweatshops. Some children. Well, who knows? Okay. We don't know. Hmm. I said, are you? So what kind of checking do they do? So they, they call the said, number uh -huh, and, and say, do you know about this child? They say, yes. Will you receive them when they come? Yes. I said, is it possible that that's a prostitution ring? He said, we, ha we know enough to know that it, in a number of cases, it has turned out to be absolute sex ring. It has turned out to be an absolute sweatshop. Huh. I said, how is this possible? Well, what do they and he do said, then? it is happening. What do they do then if they know that that's happening? Where is the U.S. Attorney's Office? Where is the... Here's the here's Damn good the question. You have, to, you have to oh. re-ask that question when we come you gotta back. You've got to take a break. Okay, so we're coming Sorry. back with more. That's a damn yeah. good question. That's a damn good question. And where are they? Well, uh, I can tell you where they are. They're prosecuting people for January 6th, like the uh, Blaze uh, reporter. Uh, he was an independent journalist. Now he's uh, hired by the Blaze. Um, he just got arrested for January 6th charges. Yeah, four years later. Took him that long. I mean, what a joke, man. What a joke. I mean, they're worried about that. They've prosecuted a whole bunch of people for uh, protesting against abortion. But, like we heard before, you know, those pesky counter-protesters that were, you know, firebombing pregnancy centers that wouldn't perform abortions. Well, those people, they were smart, and they did it in the dark. And our... Crack team, all of our crack law enforcement just couldn't figure it out because, well, it happened at night. Now, forgive me uh, for being ignorant. I think a lot of crime happens at night. Probably way more crime happens at night than in broad daylight. And, uh, I mean, I don't know how we solve any of them. I mean, it happened in the dark. How do you even prove that it happened? It's insane. All right, I got to take a quick break. I'll be right back. And we are back. So here is a uh, issue that's been coming up, and it's getting louder and louder. And I'm going to go back a little bit. This happened a little while back, uh, this one clip. But it, it keeps getting um, more and more traction. And what it is is basically it's a new term to try to paint anyone conservative, uh, as evil and so now it's uh you know the whole thing is christian nationalism or white christian nationals or something they christian nationalism is the the new term that they're coming up with and we heard it last week you know they're making the whole thing here this is from joy reed a little while back this is right around the uh, iowa caucus time this is her talking about the important sort of data point and, and you know steve talks about it a lot he's he's going to probably talk about it a little more Tell tonight us. 
is that this, these are white Christians. <laughs> that this is a state that is overrepresented over by white Christians that are going to participate in these tonight. caucuses, yes. especially tonight. Mm -hmm. um, I today, earlier yeah. today, reached out to Robert Jones, Robbie Jones, um, from the Public Religion Research Institute, okay. Did you? knowing that okay. we were going to talk about Iowa. And this is yeah. a hyper evangelical you know white state. <laughs> and he said the following to me. Okay. Iowa is about 61% white Christian. The country oh as a whole gosh, is approximately 41% right? white oh, Christian. Wow. And in Iowa, we're talking about evangelical white Christians. And he said the yeah, following. Yeah, that's even worse. Because I asked I mean, him, what do they why get do we let him out live? of supporting Donald Trump? Because he mm. keeps losing, he keeps delivering losses and losses and losses. Following. Okay, what do you say? They see themselves as the rightful inheritors of this country. And Trump has promised to give it yeah. back to them. Okay. All the things that we think about, about electability, about, you know, what are people gaming out, or mm -hmm. none of that matters when you believe that God has given you this country, that it is yours, and that everyone who is not a white conservative Christian oh, is, a, is a fraudulent American. Oh, my is a less, gosh. A, less, a less I mean, I don't know how much more racist it gets than that. I mean, that lady is quite truly just a bigot, okay? And I've talked about it many times. She's just an out-and-out -out bigot, and she's allowed to do it because she's black. And uh, I believe it was last week, or uh, yeah, I think it was last week, where she had the whole clip where she goes, well, if you thought that, uh, you know, four or eight years of Obama was your uh, reparations, bitch, you're not even, your family is not even from this country, okay? You're only a second-generation American, which means your parents were immigrants, which means you have no connection to slavery, and those slaves didn't build this entire country. And it's just, it's just a sick lie to get people to go off and do stuff like this, uh, the, this guy did just now. Uh, the, the Navy, I think it was the Navy guy, I think Navy or Air Force, one of the two, uh, went and set himself on fire while screaming, free Palestine. I mean, these people could become brainwashed. And I, you know... Bad things happen. The next one will be a suicide bomber. I mean, it's going to happen. But this gets people riled up and it causes people to kill each other and hate each other. And they want the division because it keeps the Democrats in power. And that's what they're all sold out for. But they don't think because they're not very smart, because these people aren't very bright, they don't think about the ramifications of actually making people hate each other and try to kill each other. But that doesn't matter. Here is more about this. This is just unbelievable. We've gotten to this point. Here's a lady that I suppose is an adult. I suppose she's probably graduated high school. I assume probably some college as well. She's trying to define more about this Christian nationalism, you know, about these these white Christians who, you know, think they inherit the country or whatever the hell she's got now. Uh, she's trying to define that, and apparently in doing so, she forgot to read any founding documents of the United States because this is truly, truly insane. That unites all of them because there's many different groups orbiting Trump. But the thing that unites them as Christian nationalists, not Christians, by the way, because mm. Christian nationalists is very different, mm -hmm. is, is it, that is they it? believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come right. from the Supreme Court. Yes. They come from God. Right. And she said that as if that was some radical concept that no one had heard of, except for, I don't know, the founding fathers, you dumb bitch. I don't know. Maybe the uh, founding documents. Maybe just take some time. You know what I mean? Take some time and read. You learn, then speak. It helps. But you sound like an absolute twit. And an absolute moron when you say shit like that. And everybody's like, well, yeah, that's what the founding documents say that uh, that uh, our rights come from God. Or if you don't want to believe in that, they're, you're born with them. They're inherent to you as a human. They're giving to you for having life, not from a government. And that just goes to show you right there how brainwashed that lady is. I mean, she is already full, you know, full red communist. Like, no, my rights come from government. Supreme leader, give me rights. I have to obey supreme leader, keep my rights. That's where she's at.
And that's terrifying because she is an American citizen who, again, I assume graduated from high school. And I thus assume probably since she's on here, she's probably had some college education as well. Which may have been where everything went wrong. I have no idea. Something went wrong somewhere. And this lady is completely out there in cuckoo land. But now you start to see what they're talking about. Like, if you believe in the Constitution, if you believe in the Bill of Rights, if you believe the founding documents of this country, you're some kind of crazed Christian nationalist, which is, I they don't define it. You know, one person said it was, you know, white supremacy, uh, which I don't understand that either because there's a lot of black people that are Christians. Um, I'm not sure they're grasping at anything. They are desperate as hell because they realize that their candidate is, again, going to be Joe Biden. And whereas last time they were able to drag him across kicking and screaming and, and doing everything they possibly could to get him across the line, and even with all their underhanded bullshit, they still didn't deliver that big of a victory. And they know that there is no chance they can pull that off again. And they know who will be the next president of the United States. And it will be Trump. And they are terrified. Terrified. And that's good. We should keep them all terrified. They need to be. Maybe they'll shut the hell up and stop saying dumb shit like that. Because that, that right there is just, that's ridiculous. I, it's hard to think of the words, but, uh, uh, there's there's a lot of people like that. Unfortunately, there's people that think their ideas are so brilliant and they're so on point. It's just unreal, and they they have no self awareness. And that lady had no self awareness. But this this term, Christian nationalism, is going to be their talking point. It's going to be what they try to drive home. It's their next boogeyman. We talked about it last week. We'll talk about it again this week. Be aware of that term. Be aware of what they define it as because they haven't truly defined it yet. It's all these, you know, amorphous things so they can get as many people as possible under that banner. That is the point. Make it broad enough that you can suck in every conservative, every right-leaning libertarian, every, you know, um, disaffected liberal that wants to vote for Donald Trump or be a part of that movement. We got to get that blanket big enough to encompass all those people that we hate. And that is Christian nationalism. So you're going to watch that, that uh, definition expand and expand and expand and become murky and murkier and murkier. It's just, that's the way they're going to do it. So just be aware it's coming. Just want to want to let everybody know what is coming and how you fight back against it, like say, hey, you should learn, then speak, you know, especially if you're going to tell me that believing that the government doesn't give me rights is Christian nationalism. Well, I guess I would be. I mean, uh, pretty much anyone who believes in the founding documents would be. And that's where they're drawing line, apparently, is anybody who believes in the ideas of America and the ideals behind America is a Christian nationalist, uh, according to this, uh, you know. A moron so so much so much here is one this is a really bizarre uh, little story here and I don't know if you are familiar with this I'm jumping around because I got a bunch of different little stories today and not a huge overarching theme I don't know if you've heard this whole rumor or whatever it is conspiracy theory about the blue roofs if you're not familiar with it, I, I had to kind of catch up on it because I wasn't that uh, up on it as well. But uh, basically, here you go. Here is the theory that uh, there is some kind of uh, laser, I assume, I mean, from the theory's perspective, it is a military weapon um, of a laser that, you know, burns everything, starts fires, whatever. Okay. Now, the trick to this is because of the type of light that it uses to create this laser, that blue reflects it. The color blue reflects it. Now, if you don't know much about lasers, they use high intensity, usually, uh, I mean, it's obviously uh, high intensity light. Um, and so I don't know. 
anyway, so the whole idea is that if you went through all the footage of the uh, fires that were in Hawaii, there's all these houses are destroyed and there's only a few standing here and there and it's right in the middle of this fire. There'll be a house standing with no damage and it's just because it has this blue roof. So this would prove that it's some kind of weird military experiment with one of their you know crazy industrial lasers or military grade weight laser and that burnt everybody um, except for the blue roofed houses. Now, does that sound insane? Yes, it does. Unfortunately, apparently our president also believes it or is confirming it. I do not know what's going on. Listen to this. Over these areas that are burned to the ground, you'll see in the midst of 20 homes that are just totally destroyed, one home sitting there because it had the right roof on it. He said it. I mean, I'll run, run it back for you. Under the ground, you'll see in the midst of 20 homes that are just totally destroyed, one home sitting there because it had the right roof on it. Okay, so it had the right roof on it. Now, what does he actually mean? I don't know. I assume they're talking about some kind of roofing that um, keeps his fire retardant in some way, maybe. Uh, and I hate to be a Biden apologist. But I assume that's what the doddering old fool is talking about. He's not actually talking about DOD secret uh, weapons project of blue uh, lasers that reflect, uh, you know, reflect off of blue roofs, I would assume. But that's the kind of stuff that feeds these crazy conspiracies. Before you start judging people going, man, that's completely nuts. I would never believe anything like that. If you had an inkling to believe something about the blue roof theory, and then you hear somebody like, a, a Biden or someone like that go, yeah, hey, uh, everything was burned down except for those houses that had the right roof. And you're like, exactly. Yes, I know. I saw that. And that's what I'm, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Unless those blue roofs are fire retardant in some way. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird, though. It is weird. Speaking of people, I told you, people who think their points are so brilliant, so brilliant that you just can't help but just be swayed by their brilliance. Here is a lady talking about her brilliant idea when it comes to education. I just, I've got to do this. Society, we organize our social supports uh, by family, by so-called traditional nuclear family, even. Mm. And this is actually a social construct. It's not as there if the natural order there of things for all of humanity has been, you right, know, right. one mommy and one daddy and What's just their biological that? children living in a detached house and only providing What's for those children. Agreement with a gentleman recently about education policy uh, you? based around this issue. Hard to believe. Right, where he, he said so he pleasant. really believes that um, competition <laughs> between schools uh, like this like their businesses like their businesses. is the best way to go and i said okay well okay. I'll, I'll roll with that for a minute oh she thinks well, she's your businesses she thinks she's so who's smart. the customer here who's the customer and he said well it's the parents i said yeah but yeah the kids but... are the ones getting the education oh, right the parents wow. already have one Usually when we're talking about a business an and it's customers, the customer is the person receiving the goods and services. Oh my God. So mm -hmm. this isn't adding up. And this is why I say that we have wow. public schools for that a reason. Genius. So that they'll function as a public good and Holy not a private commodity. Children actually need more than just their parents. More. They need a right. whole village. They need a whole all village. All the and opportunity mm -hmm. only comes from family. It takes a village and it's only to raise a concentrated child. in families. And then that's who's going to have all of the power. I've always felt like it takes... All right, so, yeah, she thinks she's brilliant. She's like, well, no, the parents aren't the customers. It's the kids, and they need a village. They don't need just their family. I mean, lady is completely a kook, number one. But uh, number two, let's think about it. Who's paying for it? That's usually who the customer is, right? Whoever's paying for the product is the customer, and that would be the parents. And then the product is their kids uh, getting education. So their kids getting it. Yeah, I think they're the customer. But uh, this lady's too stupid and she's on about how it's just a social construct to have one mommy and one daddy and have kids. I know not all families are the same. Got it. Some situations are different. 
what? The standard nuclear family is what has helped humanity get to this point, period. Period. There is no other, no other entity or thing out there that has helped the survival of mankind more than the nuclear family. So whatever you got to tell yourself to get over it, that's what you're going to have to deal with. It's, it's un, unreal, and I just hate it because these people think they're so brilliant they came up with this point, um, which makes no sense, and then they just jump on it. But that's the way this whole thing works. Useful idiots, you know, they just go out screaming in the street. It's like, it's like gays for Palestine. It's just unreal that you would even make that statement. I mean, the people in Palestine... Uh, the people in Gaza would just kill you. They would just grab rocks and literally stone you to death. But you're going to scream about their freedom. Now, again, if you were doing this on a principled point of view and said, hey, I know this side hates me, but I don't think they should be, you know, getting, uh, you know, the treatment they are, but I don't think they should treat the other side the same. And, you know, I'm just in the middle and I support you know, peace or whatever. I mean, there's a million ways you can go about it. So making good points. It's important. Read, learn, then speak. It does make a huge difference. So uh, there was some uh, congressional uh, hearings uh, going on, as there there is to be from time to time. And uh, Laura Logan, who's done some amazing uh, journalistic work on her own. She's uh, independent now. At one point, she was on 60 Minutes. So this is a lady who is very highly regarded as an investigative journalist. As a journalist, period, but as an investigative journalist. Uh, she's traveled the world. At one point, she was gang raped in a Middle Eastern country. Uh, it was horrible, uh, just unreal. But uh, she survived it all, and she definitely doesn't have a problem speaking up about what is going on. Uh, here is her testifying in front of Congress about several things, including about how NGOs are literally killing us, and we're paying for them. It's disgusting. You've been targeted over the last 10 years. <clears throat> Can you describe what precipitated your targeting? Yes, I'm reporting the truth about Benghazi. I was attacked by one of those NGOs that masquerades as a nonpartisan mm. watchdog in violation of its 5013C status. It occupies a highly partisan position. I'm talking about Media Matters for America. I'm sure there's many doctors oh in this room, scientists who've been attacked by the same people. Uh -huh. um, the same people that run that, David Brock, for example, another political assassin, now runs an organization called Facts First USA, which is designed to make sure that your research, Dr. Hazan, never reaches, never reaches the people or the public. There are other organizations like Defeat Disinfo, which claims to be a pack that goes after disinformation, particularly set up to target COVID and throughout COVID with General Stanley McChrystal and the other people that advise that organization. But what, you know, Senator Johnson, it's not a secret that these organizations exist. What is not widely known and talked about is that it's paid for by us. It's paid for by the taxpayers in your omnibus spending bills that get shoved through the House and the Senate against the will of the people of this country. They are, there are cutouts for these NGOs. And okay, so these NGOs, which if you don't know, that's a non-governmental organization, but they are considered not-for-profit, and the government gives them huge subsidies to go do things. And what are the, some of the things that they are supposed to do? They're supposed to go with, uh, like relief and and food and and you know medical and do all the things that a red cross or a you know peace corps that kind of thing uh what ends up happening is they got um basically inundated and taken over by a lot of the the vanguards the black rocks the soros people uh several years ago so they start pushing these crazy agendas and because they get money from the government, because they, you know, keep all their um, money in house, basically, they don't have to worry about taxes or anything. 
Uh, and they get millions of volunteers because people are like, oh, yeah, I'll go volunteer. I'll do my good work and I'll go help do this or help do that. So they make buttloads of money. Uh, sorry, they they have buttloads of money. They didn't make any because they're not for profit. Remember, I can remember that. Um, anyway, uh, these are the people that have been involved in uh, South America and in Mexico and all through there getting all these people to the border. And we're paying for it. We're paying for our own demise. It is suicidal. It is truly suicidal what is going on. She continues, though. What they do is they launder this money. They pass it from one NGO to the next. And in the name of preventing the spread of disinformation, they censor, silence, intimidate, and punish. I said mm -hmm. that this is a death sentence for journalists. It's how you murder a journalist without killing them. It's how you murder a scientist without killing them. It's how you murder a doctor without killing them. It's how you murder the vaccine injured when they haven't died yet. It's how you finish mm. them off and everybody else in their family. And it's time for people in this building who come to work every day here mm -hmm. who's to serve us. This is the only country where we the people are the government. This is a government for the people of the people and by the people. And the same is said for so-called journalists. Del Victory, this man has been targeted for simply going to the FDA hearings and filming them when they approve vaccines, just filming them, not doing a thing and putting that, putting that out and showing people there is no real approval process. They didn't actually do their jobs. And for that, he's been targeted for years, long before COVID ever hit. So it's time now for us to stop taking taxpayer funds to slit our own throats. And that's very true, but that's what's happening. I mean, now we have all these NGOs now that are basically doing the job the government won't do, or isn't allowed to do, I should say, not won't do, they can't do, they would love to do it. And of course, they're directing these people on what to do and what to look for. Um, but these people are going out there and uh, setting up things for um, censorship, basically censorship just hey this post isn't good that post isn't good hey well it's well we're going to go ahead and complain about it we're going to get up enough complaints to get it pulled down whatever because we don't agree with it and we'll claim it's hateful and that's what they're going to do there's literally taking your tax dollars to basically try to silence you on the internet that you pay for again i mean it's just it's suicide it's suicide and we're here and we're allowing it to happen it's disgusting what it is completely disgusting but that's where we're at and uh you know there's so many of the smaller ones now that those the, those i'm sure are going to be concentrating on that while others are just straight up propaganda with these ngos so and then you have quite a few we've talked about that have been helping all the migrants get to the border and over the border and uh, it's just it's disgusting and we've got to put our foot down and stop allowing this and stop paying for it for sure for sure. So, uh, speaking, uh, I spoke a minute ago about, uh, you know, Gaza and all that. So, what is going on now? I see today they're talking about, uh, in the last day or so, they hear, I guess, they've been talking about possibly a ceasefire, all this. And it's really crazy. We went uh, last week, we had uh, Roger Waters being a complete Nazi. Apparently, he hates Jews. Um, I mean, I guess that's a problem. But um, you would think if you had an opinion on it, you know, you come out and you take a stance and go, well, I support this or I support that to do with the, um, the same uh, situation, that you would be very educated, very ready to answer any questions that would come up and say, okay, you know, I'll get it up and running. But no, this is, the, this is what happens when people have no clue what they're talking about, but they take a position and then are questioned on it, this is what you get. You're representing the idea that you support a Palestinian state, correct? I apologize. Somebody made this and they put the odd couple theme music behind it. They put the music too loud, but I couldn't find a different version, so. We support a two-state solution. Okay, have you looked at that objectively? Uh, what do you mean, have you looked at it objectively? Have you analyzed that objectively? 
Um, this is this is something that we do support. Yeah. Uh, that's not an answer. Have you analyzed a second Palestinian state objectively? Have you have you analyzed it objectively? Uh, I'm not sure exactly what you're asking. Know what it means objectively? Adam, Adam. Okay, so have you done that? No, I have not. You. If, if, <laughs> if I understand your question. You might not be because I can't believe that you would answer it in that way. So uh, let me just start over. You're here. Mm -hmm. uh, representing support for a Palestinian yes. state, correct? Yes, yes. Have you analyzed that support objectively? <laughs> yes. But you just said no, so... Well, I'm trying to understand what you're saying. <laughs> I thought I made it pretty simple, but you said no, but I'll grant you that now you said yes, you have looked... So, having looked at it objectively, which I would assume somebody in your position does, uh, who would you assess would lead that Palestinian state? Pick a group. You can name a group, but I'm saying Hamas, Palestinian Authority, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, Fatah, some other group. Who would lead it? Um, I think that has to be uh, something that's considered. I don't think I'm in a position to say Who did right you now. objectively assess would lead it in determining you have support for a Palestinian state? I don't, I don't want to, I don't think that I can answer that question. I think this has, this is part of a larger discussion. But you objectively assess that you support a Palestinian I state do support in a objectively assessing that who do you assess would lead that state? What group that does not receive military support from, say, Iran, do you assess would lead that, that state? Um, I understand your question, but I think I would have to have a little... I, I, would, I, don't, I don't feel comfortable saying that without Have you not more assessed what group would lead it? Have you or have you not assessed who would become the leader of that Palestinian this is part, state? I, this is part of a larger discussion. But have you... I mean, it goes on and on and on, and that's painful to listen to. I mean, we could go on and on. The lady just sits there and goes, well, I support a two-state solution. Well, what's that mean? Do you, have you looked at it objectively? Yeah, we support a two-state solution. Well, who would lead it? Well, that's getting into the weeds. I, I couldn't go there right now. What? It's just so dumb. You have no answer for why you support a two-state solution. It's fine if you do. You know, uh, it's fine if you do. Just please explain to me how that works. Are you going to put Hamas in charge of it? Because that seems really bad. You're going to put um, Palestinian Jihad or whatever it was in there. I mean, are you going to? It's, you know, I. it just blows my mind. This is somebody who's in the administration who is coming out to explain a policy matter and go, this is what we believe, and has no idea why. She's just reading a blank sheet of paper that just says two-state solution. There's no notes. There's no anything to help her at all, which, I mean, granted, she probably shouldn't need it, but, I mean, obviously she does. Obviously there's something going Have on you not here that is just unreal. Um, but speaking of which, speaking of all this, like I said, they're talking about possibly a ceasefire. And so here's a reporter that's trying to play gotcha with Bibi Netanyahu um, to get him to admit that it's so wrong to um, uh, drop bombs on Gaza or whatever. And uh, his, res his response is great. Has done is horrific, <laughs> but President Biden uh. has said your actions, sir, are over the top. Oh, wow. Aren't you concerned Powerful. that Israel is creating more terrorists than it is killing? No. I think that any civilian casualty is a tragedy, and I don't say that uh, half-heartedly. Uh, I lost a brother in war. I myself was wounded uh, while releasing hostages uh, mm. from a kidnapped, uh, from a hijacked plane. I I've I lost friends in battle. I know what it means to lose friends and what it means to lose family members. So uh, we don't have an argument there. But this war has been forced upon us mm -hmm. uh, by a cynical enemy that not only targets our civilians, has raped, beheaded, mm -hmm. uh, burnt babies alive, killed children mm -hmm. in front of, of their parents and parents in front of their children. Uh, this uh, enemy not only uh, targets civilians, but hides behind uh, civilians, Palestinian civilians. Mm -hmm. So they're committing yeah. a double war crime. Uh, I have to come back and say that in terms of the, the way this battle is fought, there is no parallel to the difficulty that we face. And John Spencer, the head of urban warfare at West Point, says that no other army has faced such a task. He, he gives one comparison. Yeah, that's not the he question gives most I asked, though. Comparison. <laughs> well, it is, but it, that's the answer. You can't say, oh, 
you, you uh, give immunity to the terrorists because they're hiding among civilians and uh, forcing civilians not to leave. So what do you do? You say, okay, we'll give you immunity. Hamas uh, 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 survives. We'll live to fight another, to commit mm -hmm. another massacre and another massacre. Mm -hmm. What mm -hmm. would America do? In? Of 29 50,000 yeah. Americans yeah, slaughtered yeah, in one yeah, day, 10,000 yeah, Americans, yeah. including mothers and children, mm -hmm. held hostage. Would you not be doing what Israel is doing? You'd be doing a hell of a lot more. Right. And all Americans that I talk to, nearly all say that. So yeah. Israel has gone to right. Australians, yeah. Palestinians in Gaza, yeah. telling yeah. them... He's just trying to get rid of yeah. them at this point. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, that's that's where it's at. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. She thought she was going to get a good gotcha on Netanyahu. And he pushes back. And there's nothing she can say except for, yep, 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 shut up. I got to go. You know, it's a commercial break. I've got to go because she knows she's wrong. She's just reading off the cards. And there's a lot of examples of this. Uh, people just reading off the cards, man. Well, this is my position. Well, why is that po your position? I don't know. It's just my position. Well, Why? And they just don't think for themselves. And I, I fear it is a uh, problem that's going to persist for a long time is the fact that kids are not raised and they become adults without learning the skill of critical thinking. And that is so unfortunate for anyone to deal with. I mean, it is just really... Ugh. And it's disgusting to have to listen to. Speaking of which, here is a lady from the administration who doesn't know what the different branches of government are or do. Really? Uh, that's unbelievable. Obviously not in the Senate, I'm in the Congress, but it seems like mm. the senators are acting much like our broken Congress, uh, our do-nothing Congress. Our do-nothing Congress. I'm in the Congress. I'm not in the Senate. Hmm. Well, they're all Congress as a whole. Individually, they are the House of Representatives and the Senate. So you work in the House of Representatives. You're a state representative. Yes. These are the people that are up there supposedly writing these, uh, you know, thousands of pages of bills, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure they are. They're, they're getting right on it. Obviously, they're not writing it because they couldn't even read it if it was presented to them. But yet they can vote on it because all they need to know is from the powers that be or from the top down, what do I vote yes for? What do I vote for? Again, uh, you know, for and against and, you know, yell and scream about racism anytime in between. Anyway, that is actually going to do. I'm starting stopping a little bit early this week. I just didn't have as much this week. Uh, I'm sure it'll heat up next week with uh, Super Tuesday and all that coming up. I mean, it's just, there's going to be a ton of news. I will be back. Please do remember to like, subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend. All those things do make a huge difference and just change the way people see the podcast. And that is a definite good thing. Um, if you want to get a hold of me, questions, comments, messages, any of that, you can do so at, at Eric's podcast, at Eric underscore podcast and that is on x at eric's america pod and that's at facebook or an old-fashioned email eric's america pod at gmail.com all those will come to me i will be back next week i hope you will be too until then just remember it's no agenda just america no agenda just america Now freedom needs each American to dedicate himself to its preservation. We must not allow our liberties to be endangered by neglect of our duties as citizens. Learn the facts about all candidates and issues. Then vote for the one you believe in. Guard your American heritage of freedom. It needs you.